the darker the room, the brighter the light of Christ will shine. The brighter the light of Christ will be noticed. Thanks for listening to the Seeds Church Podcast. If you're in Middle Tennessee, we'd love to have you join us in person for one of our services. Check out SeedsChurchTN.com for times and locations. Now, here's our lead pastor, J.D. Swilly. Uh, today is the 37th day of 2022. Uh, the word of God for Seeds Church this year is that he wants us to be shaped by the word and led by the spirit. And as a way for us to come into alignment with God's direction for us, we felt like we should spend the first 40 days of this year in the word of God together, not just everybody doing their own thing, but together we're systematically uh, reading through some scriptures. Today's day 36 of the 40-day plan, so we're in the home stretch here, and we started with the Gospel of John, reading one chapter of day, and the Gospel of John is where we are introduced to Jesus as the Word made flesh, the Word of God made flesh. And now we're in the book of the Acts of the Apostles, and we started again with one chapter a day, but now because we're in the last several days, we're doubling up, we're doing two chapters a day, and it's in the book of Acts where we see the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the early church. We see the gifts of the Spirit being released. We see signs and wonders and miracles, and and to what end? Is it just so that, you know, ooh, wow, that felt good, that was cool? No, to what end? It's to see the name of Jesus, to see the gospel being advanced, see Jesus being lifted up, to see people being rescued from hell, to be reconciled to God, and to become disciples and belong to the family of God. Amen? And so we spent the last couple of weeks talking about a practical way that we could be shaped by the word of God, and that was through memorizing scripture. We said that memorizing scripture brings God's word into connection with our hearts and our minds. And last week I asked if anybody could recite Acts chapter 1 verse 8 for me. Uh, No one did it, and it was too bad because I had $50 to give away as a prize. Uh, You know, the, the ancient rabbis would take honey and they would dab the lips of their disciples to have them associate, and and when it remember honey was a delicacy in the ancient world, to have them associate like the treasuredness of the word of God. And so I didn't have any honey, and not that that would have even mattered, but I thought $50 was enough to reward somebody, but I don't know with inflation, I don't, maybe it wasn't enough. <laughs> now I did have somebody at the end of the service come up to me and say, oh, ooh, 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 I can do that. I said, all right, we'll do it for me. And they kind of, they they did it about three quarters of the way. I gave them a $25 consolation prize. <laughs> but it's not just memorizing scripture that changes us. Memorizing them is a good start. We need to do that. But we must move beyond memorization and move toward abiding. We move, move beyond memorizing and move toward abiding. We've got to abide in the word and let the word abide in us. And so we've got to allow the words of Jesus to make their home in us and us in them. We don't edit God's word. We don't conform or, or omit parts of the word of God in order for it to fit or to justify our own personal desires. The word doesn't conform to us. We conform to the word. We're shaped by it. We are molded by it. 
Speaking of being shaped by the word, there was this newlywed couple who had their very first serious argument. And it was, who was going to get up first thing in the morning to start the coffee? And so, being wanting to be shaped by the word, the wife said, you know what, I'm just going to go to the scripture for the answer for this. So she's reading her Bible, and the Holy Spirit illuminated something to her. So she comes back to her husband very confidently with this smile on her face. She says, sweetheart, the word of God says the men should make the coffee in the morning. He says, what are you talking about? You should, where in the scripture does it say that? And she opens right up to the book. It says Hebrews right there. Hebrews. She said, we want to be shaped by the word, right? Anyway. Some of y'all are like, what? Some of you are like, he thinks that's funny? Today's Bible reading, it's uh, Acts chapter 19 and Acts chapter 20. That's the, what we're reading today in our, pro, in our Bible reading plan. So stand with me as we honor God's word. We're going to pray together too. Acts chapter 19. Heavenly Father, we just give you everything that we have. Everything that we are, spirit, soul, and body. We give it to you because of all that you have done for us. God, I just pray that our lives would be living in holy sacrifices, the kind of sacrifices that, that are, you receive. We live this way to worship you, God. Help us by the power of your Holy Spirit to not copy the behavior and the customs of this world. We want to be transformed into new people by the changing the way that we think. Reveal to us your will, which is good and pleasing and perfect. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So uh, today we're going to read just the first six verses of Acts chapter 19, but we're going to spend the remainder of our time together in the rest of the chapter, which all of it is just so good. My favorite part of the chapter actually is the very kind of the last story that plays into it. But here we are, Acts chapter 19, verse 1, let's read together. While Apollos was in Corinth, Paul traveled through the interior regions until he reached Ephesus on the coast where he found several believers. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? He asked them. No, they replied. We haven't even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Then what baptism did you experience? He asked. And they replied, the baptism of John. Paul said, John's baptism called for repentance from sin. But John himself told the people to believe in the one who would come later, meaning Jesus. As soon as they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then, when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in other tongues and prophesied. This is the word of the Lord. Let's try it again. This is the word of the Lord. Yes. As you're seated, look at the person next to you and tell them it's the man who makes the coffee. That has nothing to do with anything we're talking about today, but here in Acts chapter 19, we see the Apostle Paul on his third missionary journey, and he's in Ephesus. He's in the ancient world 
of Ephesus. And, and uh, during that time, Ephesus would have been a metropolis. Ephesus was the capital city of the Roman province of Asia Minor, which is modern-day Turkey. Population was probably somewhere around 300,000 people. So that's a, that's a real big city in the ancient world. Now, it wasn't Paul's normal pattern to stay in the same place for such a long period of time, but there was a lot of work to be done uh, in order for there to establish a thriving local church. So Paul was committed to it. And so as we're going to work through this chapter today, we're going to see that Paul had opportunity, he had opposition, but he overcame. Let's first talk about his opportunity. Um. It was when Paul was in Ephesus that he wrote the letter to the, the first letter to the church in Corinth. Second Corinthians, the second letter to Corinth, he wrote while he was in Macedonia. But this first letter he wrote while he was in Ephesus. And in 1 Corinthians 16, 8, he just says, hey, I'm going to be staying here in Ephesus until the festival of Pentecost. And there's a wide open door for a great work here, although many oppose me. And so the door of opportunity is open for Paul to advance the gospel, to build the church. And he, he saw it, and he just couldn't let it pass by. And when we read this, I can't help but think of the own, our, our own doors of opportunity that are open to us in our everyday lives, right here where we live, right here in Middle Tennessee, at your house, at your work, at your kid's school. And it's no accident that you are here right now in this period of time in history, that you're right here in Middle Tennessee. He wants to grow you. He wants to grow your kingdom, grow his kingdom through you. And there's something that he's doing. He's doing something in you, and there's something he's wanting to do through you. But too often, we're living our lives like navel-gazing, right? Like, just what's going on right here? Or we're living with our eyes shut tight. And, and we can learn from Paul's example to live with our spiritual eyes open so that we can see who, what, when, and where the Holy Spirit is shining the, 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 his spotlight on us. Shining a spotlight of opportunity. And so I'm not just talking about an opportunity to just like advance your own personal portfolio or promotion. I'm talking about the doors of opportunity that the Holy Spirit opens for the gospel to advance. Open doors for opportunity for yourself to become like Jesus and to help others become like Jesus. To introduce people to the real Jesus. And I think we make a mistake sometimes by preconceiving in our heads what doors of opportunities ought to look like. We're, we're waiting for per perfect circumstances. And, and we're like, oh, there it is. There's an opportunity. I'll walk through it. But doors of opportunity and ideal circumstances are not synonymous. Doors of opportunity and ideal circumstances don't always have to line up. Now, sometimes they do. Sometimes it's just really obvious. Like, oh, there's a door of opportunity because everything, the moons have aligned. But sometimes there are doors of opportunity they're a little bit more subtle. And Paul felt led to stay in Ephesus, not because the situation was perfect, not because it was ideal. The great majority of the people in Ephesus were, were wicked. I mean, they had the morals of animals. It, it was a spiritually dark place. But the dark place 
was Paul's opportunity to shine the light of Jesus. How many times have you heard someone say something like, man, there's so many lost people where I work. You know, I I just got to get out of there. 